Music with a message on KFUO. We are worldwide at KFUO.org. We're at AM850 in St. Louis. We're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook. And, of course, wherever you get your podcast, just search for KFUO Radio. I'm Gary. This is the Midday Moments program. It's time now for our Moment of Faith with Pastor Doug Nicely of Jerusalem Lutheran Church in Collinsville, Illinois. And I think I caught Doug kind of on vacation, kind of spending time with family, but he, uh, agreed, yeah. he you agreed to take the time here to talk to me. So I appreciate that. How are you today, and where are you? Well, I am on the west end of Belleville, Illinois. Uh, at the home of our Aunt Betty Bertulis. So uh, I don't think anybody's ever recorded a radio show from Aunt Betty's house before, so this is the first. What is it you want to talk about today, Doug? We're going to talk about my favorite hymn story, absolutely favorite of all time. And uh, and, and to just to give people a hint, it's, uh, it's, it's one that we well, know pretty well. It's called Is Well With My Soul, but what a story behind it. So let me tell you the story. Okay. Uh, This past Sunday, we heard the story about Jesus walking on the water in the Sea of Galilee when a storm arose as his disciples were sailing in a boat. I keep thinking, you know, the disciples, most of these guys were fishermen, and the Sea of Galilee was where they fished. Can you imagine how bad a storm had to be for them to be scared? Pretty bad. (laughs) Because they're used to that, yeah. That's right. The disciples suddenly saw him walking on the water and thought it was a ghost, we're told by St. Mark. But then he spoke to them, take heart, it is I, do not be afraid. Well, when Jesus got into the boat with them, the wind ceased and uh, and the storm was over. You know, anytime I hear about Jesus calming the storm, I think about this hymn, It Is Well With My Soul, written by an attorney from Chicago named Horatio Spafford. Maybe that's the reason why I like it, because it's written by a guy from Chicago. (laughs) And since I'm a guy from Chicago, that seems to work. Yeah, there's that connection point. (laughs) Yeah, but I have a feeling that I probably would have missed this one because of the date. (laughs) All right, the story goes back to the Great Chicago Fire in 1871. Um, Spafford was uh, invested heavily in real estate, and he lost a fortune in this fire. Uh, At about the same time, his four-year-old son had succumbed to scarlet fever and died, so it was a tough time for Spafford and his family. But Spafford decided to pour himself into rebuilding the city, assisting 100,000 who had lost their homes. And, you know, so this guy had a really great heart. Um, A couple of years later, after going through all of this project, uh, he decided that it was time to take his wife, Anna, and his four daughters to Europe. Uh, You see, he attended Moody Church in Chicago. Ever hear of Moody Church? Yes, I have. Okay, yeah. In fact, they even have a radio station. Right. Well, the founder of Moody Church is a guy by the name of Dwight L. Moody, and uh, he was kind of like the uh, 19th century version of Billy Graham. And uh, Moody was going to have an evangelistic crusade in London in uh, 1873. So Spafford and his family decided they would go and see the the, uh, crusade first and then go on vacation because they had gone through a couple of bad years. Well, by the time they got to New York City, there was an urgent business matter that Spafford had to pay attention to. So he decided to send his wife, Anna, and uh, his daughters ahead of him. He settled them in a cabin aboard the French ship called Villa de Havre. And he was very careful about where he would put them, wanted to make sure it was absolutely safe as they went across the Atlantic. Then he told them goodbye and promised that they would see him soon. Well, during the evening hours of November 22nd, 1873, 
as the ship glided through the sea. The passengers were jolted in their beds. The ship had collided with an iron sailing vessel, and their ship was filled with water quickly. The ship tilted dangerously. Screams, prayers, and oaths emerged into a nightmare of unmeasured terror. Passengers clung to posts, tumbled through the darkness, and were swept away by the powerful currents of an icy ocean. Loved ones fell from each other's grasp and disappeared into the darkness. Within two hours, the mighty ship had vanished beneath the waters. There were 226 people who died in that horrible sinking of the ship, and four of them were Maggie, Tanetta, Annie, and Bessie, the four Spafford children. Anna Spafford was found nearly unconscious, clinging uh, to a piece of wreckage. When 47 survivors landed in Cardiff, Wales the next day, she cabled her husband, saved alone. A Horatio immediately booked passage to join his wife. While on the way, on a cold December night, the captain called him aside and said, I believe we are now passing over the place where the Villa de Havre went down. Spafford went into his cabin but found it was hard for him to sleep. He said to himself and wrote in his journal, it is well, the will of God be done. And then a little bit later on, a few weeks later, he wrote the lyrics to this famous hymn. When peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my lot thou hast taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. It is well with my soul. It is well, it is well with my soul. You know, Gary, every time I think about the story behind this hymn, it just absolutely amazes me with the depth of faith of this attorney, Horatio Spafford. Absolutely amazing with all that he lost that he was able to write these this hymn in connection with that. Mm-hmm. It is but amazing. But there's more to the story than this. The writer of the tune, and the tune is called Villa de Havre, named after the ship, was a Chicago musician named Philip Bliss. Uh, he was on a tour to, in Pennsylvania in December 1876, so a few years later than that, and his wife Lucy uh, were invited to come back home to Chicago to Moody Church to sing It Is Well With My Soul on the last day of the year. They left their two small children with his mother and, and headed west on the Pacific Express from Pennsylvania. They were traveling through a snowstorm when their train went down into a valley in Ohio when the bridge collapsed. Several of the train's cars fell 75 feet into the ravine, Philip crawled out uh, of his car through a window, but within moments, fire broke out and Lucy was still inside. Some of the other survivors tried to urge Philip not to crawl back into the flaming wreckage, but he replied, if I cannot save her, I will perish with her. And he plunged into the fiery car. Both Philip and Lucy died. He was 38 years old. When Philip's trunk arrived safely in Chicago, there was found the lyrics to the last hymns that he had written. One of these hymns goes like this. I will sing of my Redeemer and his wondrous love for me. On the cruel cross, 
he suffered from the curse to set me free. Sing, oh, sing of my Redeemer. With his blood he purchased me. On the cross he sealed my pardon, paid the debt, and made me free. Now, of course, Philip Bliss was not aware he was about to die when he wrote those lyrics. Imagine the impact of those lyrics in view of the story. And that every time I, I sing that hymn, It Is Well With My Soul, I think about all of these people who were people of faith, who, because they were believers in Jesus, and because of their following of uh, the uh, evangelistic movement of Dwight L. Moody, were absolutely convinced that God's will was done and it was well with their soul. Right. And any time, any uh time of their life during uh, good times and those times of struggle or even disaster as well with yeah. my soul. They're, they're an example to us yeah. in, in, every, in every way I can imagine. Even, you know, just hearing that hymn, it's, it's comforting for me to hear those words, it is well mm-hmm. with my soul. Yeah. And, you know, and when you know the story, it's even more so. Yeah. It's amazing. Well, thanks for the, all the background well, information. I didn't know sure. most of that. Let's do a little bit of prayer and I'll tell you what we're going to do next week. Okay. Lord, How can we imagine the depth of faith your spirit gave to Horatio Spafford and Philip Bliss? Teach us by their songs how your promises were meant to comfort the afflicted and to grow such faith within us. For we pray in the name of Jesus, our Savior and friend. Amen. Amen. Well, actually, doing this little bit of research, Gary, gave me the opportunity to take a look. And uh, Philip Bliss has written all kinds of stuff. So I thought, well, let's let's take a look next week at another one of Philip Bliss's hymns. This one is a children's hymn called Jesus Loves Even Me. So that's what we're going to try to work on next week. Sounds great. Thanks, Doug. <laughs> Blessings, Gary. We're the Messenger of Good News. You can find us on uh, Facebook at facebook.com slash KFUO radio.